the life of Riley when it's Pabst Blue Ribbon you drink. The finest beer served anywhere, so let the glasses clink. Oh, east or west or north or south, there's nothing like it at all. Yes, you're living the life of Riley when for Pabst Blue Ribbon you call. When for Pabst Blue Ribbon you call. Pabst Blue Ribbon, finest beer served. Anywhere proudly presents The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. A glance at the bestseller lists this week will reveal that the leading literary favorite of the public is a novel entitled Milady Jezebel, which, according to the publisher's blurb on the jacket, is the tempestuous story of an unscrupulous restoration adventuress who loved to live and lived to love. With more than half a million copies in print, the book's fame has spread far and wide, even as far as the kitchen of Chester A. Riley by way of an item in his evening newspaper. Peg, what does meretricious mean? No, I don't know. Uh, what does uh, prurient mean? I don't know. What does uh, salacious mean? Well, it means... Oh, I don't know, Riley. Well, I'm surprised at you. Don't you know anything? Well, <laughs> you're so smart. What does it mean? I asked you first. <laughs> I, I think it means, well, obscene. Oh. What does obscene mean? <laughs> Oh, for heaven's sake, don't you even know what that means? Oh, well, yeah, yeah sure, sure. Sure, I know what it means. Well, what? Well, it means, uh, well, it's, uh, it's, uh... Well, obscene means, well, uh, in bad taste, unclean. Correct. <laughs> what are you doing, a crossword puzzle? Uh, no, no, it's this item here in the paper. It says, the Garden Shield Society of Boston considers the book to be meretricious, prurient, and salacious. Members of the society have been picketing bookstores and are attempting to have the book banned. What kind of book is it? Well, I don't know, but if this Garden Shield Society had stopped worrying about books and concentrate on getting a couple of pictures for the Red Sox, they might win the pennant. <laughs> well, what's that got to do with it? Anyway, I don't believe in censorship. Let the public decide what's good for them. Some moron wants to read a trashy book, that's his privilege. And I, for one, will never give up that privilege. <laughs> book anyway. Huh? Well, it's called, uh, let's see, uh, My Lady Jezebel. My Lady Jezebel? Uh, Where'd I hear that before? Oh, yes, Babs was reading it. What? Our daughter was reading a trashy book like that? Now, take it easy. Take it easy. Your daughter is ruining her mind with junk and you tell me to take it easy? How do you know it's junk? You haven't even read it. I don't have to. What's good enough for the Red Sox is good enough for me. <laughs> Look, Riley, our Babs is a pretty level-headed girl. She's only 17 and I'm 40. And my head's even more level. Just look at the top of my head. Look at it. I've seen it, dear. Now, remember, Babs goes to college and she knows a lot more about books than you ever will. Well, that's a fine thing to say. I suppose next thing you'll be telling me my daughter has more brains than I've got. Well, I didn't say that. No, because you're too polite. <laughs> I trapped you that time. <laughs> now, look, Riley, Babs knows what she's doing. Besides, she was told to read the book. Who told her? One of her teachers. She's got to do a book review. 
Well, that's a nice thing. I pay taxes for a teacher to tell my daughter to read junk. Let Babs decide that. Today, the schools let the kids think for themselves. Well, there's too much thinking in them schools. In my day, we did without it. <laughs> Babs goes to UCLA, and it's just fine. Not when they tell a young girl to read an off-of-color book. My teacher never tipped me off to read them kind of books. I had to dig them up on my own. <laughs> okay, laugh, but I'm getting a hold of that book, and she ain't going to read another page unless I okay it. Well, you just said you don't believe in censorship. I don't care what I said. No daughter of mine is going to read a book that's prurient and salicylicious and malnutritious. <laughs> Do I make myself clear? Oh, it's terribly dull, Marge. Is it really bad? Not so badly written. An obvious attempt to appeal to the morons who like vulgar trash. I'm going to rip it to pieces in my review. Babs, that book isn't Milady Jezebel. Yes, it is. But look at the cover. It says, Lucy Lawrence, Campfire Girl. Oh, that's just the paper jacket. I switched the jackets. What for? Oh, in case my kid brother starts snooping around. He's always doing it. And this is no book for a child of 13. So I just put the Jezebel cover on that silly Lucy Lawrence book and left it in the bookcase. Well, that's a wonderful idea. I'm going to try it on my pest of a brother. If Junior's got an idea that he wants to learn about life, he's in for a big surprise. <laughs> oh, hello, dear. How was your bowling tonight? Uh, pretty bad, but I beat Gillis. Is Babs home? Well, not yet. She went out with Marge. Oh, so she's trying to avoid me, huh? She probably knows I found out about that book. She doesn't know anything about it. Anyway, I told you to leave her alone. Please, Peg, I know what I'm doing. Riley, you stay out of Babs's room. Well, let's see. Where would she hide that book? Oh, I don't like this spying. Maybe in the bookcase. That's a good place for books. <laughs> Riley, this is wrong, I tell you. Uh-huh. Yeah, here it is. My Lady Jezebel. Just look at that cover. Look at the dress that dame is wearing. What there is of it. Oh, that's the way they dressed in the old days. Well, all I can say is I'm certainly glad you didn't live in those days. I sure wish I did. <laughs> what? Uh, nothing, nothing. Now we'll see what kind of a book this is. Hey, Mom, the laundry man's here. Oh, dear, I haven't even sorted it out. Oh, tell him to wait, Junior. Oh, Peg, wait a minute. Where are you going? The, the book. I haven't got time now. Well, you... Oh, see who's at the door. Okay. I'm coming. Oh, it's you, Gillis. Hey, Randy, let me a hammer and a screwdriver, quick. Hey, what's the matter? My wife got locked in a closet. The doorknob fell off. Hurry up. I got to get her out. She might suffocate. Yeah, okay, I'll get it for you. Here, hold this book. Hey, where'd you get that book? My Lady Jezebel. <laughs> hey, I think this is hot stuff. Whoa, get a load of that dame on the cover. Here's the hammer, Gillis. What a big wolf. Gillis, your wife in the closet. Relax, she won't run away. <laughs> Look at that. Gillis, push your eyeballs back in their sockets. <laughs> hey, Riley, let me the load of this book, will you? Must be pretty spicy. Yeah, that's what I'm going to find out. And if it is... A certain school teacher is going to hear from my daughter's father. Let's see. Yeah, look, look, look in the middle. That's where the spicy stuff usually starts. Yeah. Uh, listen to this. 
Lucy cast her eyes on the ground and blushed to the roots of her golden hair. Sir, she said coldly, I cannot continue to converse with you, as we have never been formally introduced by a mutual acquaintance. And with a haughty toss of her curls, she left him. This is spicy. <laughs> Sounds like a very sensible type girl to me. Oh, look, look, there's a part about kissing. Read that. Where, where? Oh, yeah. Although Lucy was 23 years old, no man's lips had ever touched hers. Uh-huh. But that night at the sorority dance, when she stepped out on the veranda for a breath of air, she soon realized she was not alone. Uh-huh. She noticed a dim figure lurking in the shrubbery. It was Ludwig von Pitlack. <laughs> Crabtree Corner's most notorious rake. Uh-huh. Suddenly he leaped out of the bushes and bounded up the stairs with a passionate cry. Lucy, kiss me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, holding him at arm's length, Lucy said, No, Ludwig, this cannot be, for I have promised my dear father faithfully that the first man to kiss me will be my husband. Huh? <laughs> and with a haughty toss of her curls, she left him. I can get a bigger kick out of reading the phone book. <laughs> Never mind, I only hope my Babs has ideas like that. This is a wonderful book. Hey, here's another part about Ludwig. Listen. Okay, there must be some reason that was banned in Boston. Ludwig was on his knees. Lucy, he implored, be mine. I shall give you diamonds, jewels, furs, a beautiful mansion, and an Essex roadster with a rumble seat. <laughs> no, Ludwig von Pitlack, Lucy replied. I am going to marry Roger Courtney. He is my ideal. And with a haughty toss of her curls, she left him. <laughs> Roger was indeed worthy to be Lucy's ideal. He was a clean-cut, clean-living, clean-thinking youth, three times captain of his college domino team. <laughs> he neither smoked nor drank nor gambled. He lived with his widowed mother, whose sole support he was, and nine o'clock usually found him safely tucked in bed. He sounds like a nice case for Digger Odell. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish my junior would be like this, Roger. What a fake. Those crooked publishers. They put a snappy cover on a book and it sells a million copies. Yeah, hey, hey listen to this part. Not me. Where are you going? Yeah. With a horny toss of my coils, I'm leaving. <laughs> Who is at the door? Oh, just Gillis. Peg, you were absolutely right. There's nothing wrong with this book. Babs can read it all she wants. I just looked through it. Oh, I told you not to worry. As a matter of fact, it's inspiring. I only wish our Babs and Junior could turn out like the boy and girl in this here book. I wish every kid in the neighborhood could read it. And there wouldn't be no traffic jam every Saturday night on Mulholland Drive. <laughs> Peg, you've got to read this book. When have I got time to read a book? Yeah, I know, but this uh, book... Say, is... Pop, would you please lend me a dime? I want to buy a comic book. Comic books. That's all he ever reads. Trash. It's not trash. I'm getting Ivanhoe. Trash. Now, here's the kind of a book you ought to read. Oh, who wants to read My Lady Jezebel? My Lady... Ooh, can I? Well, no, not this copy. This is bad. But I'll tell you what. Here, here's two bucks. You buy yourself a copy. Oh, thanks, Pop. Uh, Riley, wait. Uh, remember, now, you buy that book and learn it by heart. <laughs> I'll expect you to tell me what it's all about. Oh, I will, Pop. Gee, thanks. 
Riley, I, I, I'm sure the book's all right, if you say so. But is it a book for children of Junior's age? Who are you phoning? This is the biggest brainstorm I ever had. Hello? Hello, can I speak to Father Brennan, please? What are you calling Father Brennan for? Uh, hello, Father Brennan. Uh, this is Chester Riley talking. Look, Father, I'm calling because I know you're interested in boys' work, and I came across a wonderful book the other day. I got my own boy reading it, and I'd like, I'd like to donate a copy to the Catholic Boys Club. It's really a fine book. I read it myself, and it's something every boy ought to know. Well, I'll send a copy over tomorrow, Father. Oh, that's all right, Father. You don't have to thank me. Glad to do it. Goodbye, Father. Now, Riley, are you sure that that book is suitable? Oh, wait a minute, Peg. Wait a minute. I, I, I got another call to make. But, here. Riley, you didn't read all of I it. I read enough to know that... Hello? Is this the Reverend Thompson? Oh, this is Chester Riley, Reverend. I came across a fine book for kids the other day, and I'd like to donate a copy to your Sunday school library. Oh, don't thank me, Reverend. It's a pri privilege. Goodbye. Now, listen, Riley, don't no, wait, you... wait, 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 wait. One more call. No, you don't. I'm going to read that book now, first. look, Peg. I read it, didn't I? You think I'd put myself on the spot with such leaders of the community like Father Brennan, Reverend Thompson, and... Hello, Rabbi Le Leventhal? Uh, this is Chester Riley. Oh, fine, thanks. Uh, look, Rabbi, uh, you just opened up that new Jewish youth center, and I guess you could use some books for your library. Well, I'd like to donate a book I came across. It's really terrific. I got my own kids reading it. Uh, glad to help out, Rabbi. Goodbye. Now, Riley, are you sure this book is all right for kids? Of course it's all right. It did not... Hi, Pop. I got my lady Jezebel. Well, it says, Junior. Junior, have you read any of the book yet? Just a few parts. Well, what do you think of it so far? <laughs> so long, Pop. <laughs> huh. You hear that, babe? Riley. Huh. What does he mean by... What do you think he means? And before I'm through, I'll have every kid in the neighborhood saying the same thing. <laughs> Perhaps Blue Ribbon will bring you the second act of The Life of Riley in just a moment. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What'll you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. In Texas on the Rio Grande, their cowboys have a favorite brand. They serve it at your local bar. Sing out, partner for PBR. What'll you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What'll you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What'll you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Finest beer served anywhere. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Prove it yourself with a three-way expert's test. One, your eyes are pleased with that Blue Ribbon clearness and sparkle. Two, your nose is teased with the aroma of Blue Ribbon hops. Three, your taste agrees. Finest beer served anywhere. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. What'll you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Now back to The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley with Paula Winslow and John Brown. Oh, Riley, you home? Oh, here you are. I want to talk to you. Uh, just a minute, Peg. Right away, this minute. Well, well, what's the matter? Uh, Riley, something's wrong. I knew you shouldn't have sent out those books. Are you starting that again? What's wrong now? Well, 
I passed by the school this afternoon, and a car stopped outside, and who do you think was in it? Oh. Rabbi Leventhal, Reverend Thompson, and Father Brennan, and they were all going into the principal's office. So what? Whenever there's danger to the whole community, all the different leaders get together and discuss it, don't they? Yes, but I was wondering... Like the time that jerk put on a George Washington costume and went around chopping down all the trees. So what are you wondering about? I'm wondering who the jerk is this time. Well, Peg, they know what they're doing. Oh, but they acted so strange. I smiled and said, hello, did you get the books? And they were very cold. They didn't even smile back. Well, they're very serious type men. Well, I know one thing. I'm going to read that book right away. I should have done it before. Oh, I asked you to. Uh, here, here's my last copy. I was saving it for the Boy Scouts, but you sit down and read it. Uh, don't bother. I'll see who it is. You start reading that book. I'm coming, I'm coming. People are always in such a hurry. Yes, they are. And it's so silly. Everybody winds up in the same place in the end. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was you, Digger. Yes, it is I indeed. Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Sorry I rang the bell so hard. Ah, oh, that's okay. But what burns me up is sometimes late at night somebody rings the bell real hard and it wakes people up, you know. No, I wouldn't know. Nobody wakes up at my place. <laughs> We're all sound sleepers. Uh, well, well, come in, Digger. No, thank you. I'm on my way to meet the super chief. Oh. I'm welcoming the delegates for the annual convention of the UEPPIWNCGIC. It's a banking and thrift fund. UEPPIWNCGIC? The undertakers, embalmers, and pallbearers. We put it where nobody can get it. Club. <laughs> We're doing a fine job. Care to meet the boys? Well, I'd love to go, but I can't. Peg's reading a certain book, and I'm waiting to hear what she thinks of it. Uh, maybe you read it, My Lady Jezebel? No, I haven't. But my son, Clay, is reading it. Oh, yeah, our junior lent it to him. How's he like it? Does he find it interesting? Interesting? Oh, dear me. He's buried himself in it so deeply, even I can't get him out. <laughs> Doesn't answer if I speak to him. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the guy who's responsible for pushing that book. Wonderful book for kids. Of course, the cover gives you the wrong idea, but you know the saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Of course not. And in our profession, we have a similar saying, don't judge a box by its cover. <laughs> Cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Uh, in the living room, Peg. Digger O'Dell was just here, but he's gone now. Well, you better call him back, because when I get through with you, you're going to need him. Well, what's the matter now? I've been reading this book. Ah, great, huh? Great? How can you... Just listen to this. All right, uh, just a minute, Peg. Somebody at the door. Yes? Mr. Riley? Oh, Father Brennan, come in. This may be an inconvenient hour for a visit, Mr. Riley, but the situation is pressing. Oh, that's okay, Father Brennan. This is indeed an honor. Come in. Uh, step in the parlor here. Uh, sit down, Father Brennan. Make yourself comfortable. Mr. Riley, uh, Excuse I... me just a minute, Father. I'll be right back. Peg. Peg. Well, who was that at the door? Father Brennan. <gasps> oh, no. Yes. Oh, this is awful. What's awful? He came to thank me. Thank you? Yes. He... At the door. Peg, you better put the kettle on for tea. 
Yes? Good evening, Mr. Riley. Oh, Rabbi Leventhal. Well, come in. Father Brennan is in the parlor. This is indeed a coincidence. Uh, right this way, in here. Look who's here, Father. Oh, hello there, Rabbi. Good to see you, Father. Uh, take a seat, Rabbi. I'll be right with you in just a second. Peg, Peg, you know who else just dropped in? Rabbi Leventhal. Oh, they're all coming. Yeah, I bet they are. Have you got some cake in the house? Cake? Yeah. You think they're here to eat cake? Don't you realize why they came? About the book? Oh, sure, about the book. They dropped in to show their appreciation. I tell you, I'm right up there with the leaders of the community. Oh, you're out of your mind. This oh, book... that must be the... Well, Peg, what are you standing there for? we got to entertain our guests. Take off that apron and fix your hair. And wipe off that lipstick. Now, Riley, wait a minute. Mr. Riley? Well, come in, Reverend Thompson. We were expecting you. Uh, right this way, in the parlor. Two of your competitors are here. I mean... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I mean your colleagues. <laughs> well, here's Reverend Thompson. Oh, you know my wife, Reverend. Yes, indeed. How do you do, Reverend? How do you do, Reverend? Well, now that we're all here, uh, any of you boys play canasta? Oh, well, excuse me, I, I didn't mean... Uh... This is not exactly a social call, Mr. Riley. Oh, business. Yes, Mr. Riley. Can't you guess why? Well, uh, well, well no, Rabbi Leventhal. <laughs> Mr. Riley, to put it bluntly... Oh, that must be Mr. Phillips now. Oh, are we expecting a Mr. Phillips? <laughs> I'll get it, Peg. Riley. Mr. Riley, is Father... Uh, yes, come in, come in. Uh, we're all in the parlor here. My name is Phillips. I'm from the district attorney's office. Oh. Tell me, Mr. District Attorney, just last week on your radio program, when they threw the body in the... <laughs> district Attorney? Riley. Well, what are you doing here, Mr. District Well, I'm here unofficially as an observer to determine if there are sufficient grounds for an indictment. Oh, fine. Who are we going to indict? You, Mr. Riley. Me! <laughs> Me! <laughs> Me? If the facts warrant it. Well, I, I don't understand. Oh, I tried to tell you, Riley, but you wouldn't uh, listen. Please, Mrs. Riley. Mr. Riley, you've gone to great pains to circulate among the youth of this community a book so cheap and trashy. Cheap and trashy? A book so completely Whoa. unsuitable for children. No, 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 no. Wait a minute, Reverend. I don't know how you can say that. Now, now, I admit, mind you, that maybe the part where Ludwig tried to kiss Lucy is a little bit spicy, but, but she turns him down, don't she? And she marries Roger, the hard-working, clean-cut youth. D -d Didn't you read the book? Mr. Riley, what book are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about that book you got right there in your hands. My Lady Jezebel. Uh, lend me that book a minute, huh? Eh? Uh, Mr. Riley... Now, I'll show you. I guarantee that there ain't a line in this book that ain't good for kids. <coughs> Open it on any page, anywhere. Uh, listen, let me read you a few parts. Oh, Riley, <clears throat> please. <clears throat> now get this. Trembling, her heart pounding, she flung herself into his arms, and he bathed her in a shower of burning kisses. Peg, would you get me my reading glasses? <laughs> There's no need to read further. No. No, wait. There's something wrong. Let me read another part. 
Her white shoulders gleamed in the pale moonlight. His grip tightened on her ivory flesh, and she felt ecstasy as his lips met hers. Kiss me, Sir Trevelyan, Lady Jezebel panted. Jezebel? Trevelyan? What happened to Lucy and Roger? Riley, stop it. But there's something wrong. This ain't the book I read. Where's Babs' copy? Oh, Riley. There it is. This is the copy I read, and it's nothing like... Listen. No, Ludwig, Lucy cried. You're forgetting. I am a campfire girl. And with a horny toss of her curls, she left him. <laughs> yeah, you see? Read it yourself. Go on, go on, read it. Riley, look at the title on the top of the page. I see it, I see it. Lucy Lawrence, campfire girl. <laughs> campfire? Oh. Oh, I, I see what happened. My book is a typographical error. Don't be silly, don't you see? Somebody put this Jezebel cover on this Lucy Lawrence book. Oh. Oh. Oh, and I read it, and I thought... And the kids read the other... Oh, this is terrible. Oh, Father, I, I didn't mean... Rabbi, I didn't know. Uh, please, Reverend, I, I didn't mean... Well, to err is human, and under the circumstances, Mr. Riley, I don't think you're guilty of anything more serious than sheer... <clears throat> Shall we go, gentlemen? Oh, thanks. And I give you my word. Nothing like this will ever happen again. Well, if we have your assurance... Oh, you have that all right. I promise. I guarantee it. Because from now on, so help me, I'll never read another book again. <laughs> In just a moment, Riley will return. Now that summertime's almost here, you'll be roasting hamburgers on the outdoor grill. Just be sure you've got plenty of that smoother, smoother, smoother Pabst Blue Ribbon cooling off in the icebox. Tomorrow morning, get yourself to the store. And when the man says, what'll you have? Just slip him those three little words, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Buy it by the bottle or by the can. Either way, you'll enjoy that internationally famous taste of the finest beer served anywhere. Oh, always the same excuse. You didn't know. All right, all right, all right, Peg. So I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm a dope. So shoot me. Go ahead, shoot me. Take a gun and blow my brains out. If you can find them. <laughs> oh, Riley. <laughs> oh, what's, what, what's the big joke? Oh, dear, I can't be angry with you. Then you, uh, you forgive me? <laughs> I guess I'll have to. I'm stuck with you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, sweet Peg. Come here. What now? You know, if we were a couple of characters in a book, you know, you know what I'd say now? What? Pucker up, Lady Peg, Sir Riley panted, and he gave her a shower bath of burning kisses. 
Say, uh, Mr. Wallington. What do you have, Riley? What do you have? Ain't those beautiful words? <laughs> That's what everybody's asking these days. What do you have? Yes, and the answer's always the same. That smoother, smoother, smoother Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Beer served anywhere. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Prove it yourself with a three-way experts test. One, your eyes are pleased with that Blue Ribbon clearness and sparkle. Two, your nose is teased with the aroma of Blue Ribbon hops. Three, your taste agrees. Finest beer served anywhere. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. What'll you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Perhaps Blue Ribbon invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker by arrangement with Universal International Pictures, which will soon release Peggy, starring Diana Lynn and Charles Coburn. Tonight's script is by Reuben Shipp and Alan Lipscott. Direction by Mitch Lindemann. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Digger O'Dell is John Brown, Babs is Louise Erickson, and Junior is Bobby Ellis. Others in the cast were Paul McVeigh, Patty Chapman, and Herb Vigran. The Life of Riley is brought to you by the Pabst Brewing Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Newark, New Jersey, and Peoria, Illinois. And sent your way with the best wishes of Pabst Blue Ribbon dealers from coast to coast. Jimmy Wallington speaks. Be Bill Stern's guest next on NBC.